Warning, the following podcast may contain language that some listeners may find offensive or confusing or intriguing. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the 3v3 podcast, your socially distanced hockey chat show. Here are your hosts, Cassie, Pat, and Patrick. What's the worst? The worst that can happen, right? <laughs> Colin Campbell is in charge of this podcast? Or, or... Or we could uh, we could we could play the Verizon Carolers Carolers commercial. Oh, that is pretty bad. Which has been driving me nuts because the lady that is sort of in the center of the caroling, I recognize her and I have not been able to place where. And then it it um, I just saw an article that posted her name and I went now I remember. There was a show on Netflix called Insatiable, which, if you are into dark humor, is freaking hysterical. Is absolutely hysterical. Um, and she was the best friend of the main character in that show. So now I feel better because I'd seen that commercial enough to go, God, I recognize her. God, I recognize her. God, I recognize her. I've seen her before, you know, because it's played every commercial break during the ESPN NHL feeds. <clears throat> so, yeah. So, mystery solved. I cannot recommend Insatiable enough, though. Please go watch it. It's very, it's very dark, but it's very funny. Okay. And this has been a paid sponsorship by Netflix. Netflix, if you'd like to send me my check, I'd greatly appreciate it. Good show. Good show. Thanks, guys. All right. Yeah, yeah. good times. Um, I, 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 something is wrong with Leon Dreisaitl. Yes, I know he is still scoring from that spot. But there is, I don't know. I can't put my finger on it. There is something bothering him. And I think I know what it is. Being in Edmonton? Uh, it's possible. No, that, that goes without saying. Oh, all right. Is it because he might be missing his favorite player's issued hoodie? <laughs> Could it be? As today, hmm. at 11.16 a.m. Eastern time, I was, I was given an offer, $144. 29 cents to purchase said hoodie. Hmm. So could I potentially solve the rest of Edmonton's lingering woes as they climb up the standings? <laughs> You're not getting paid for that. No, don't do it. <laughs> I, I can't. I haven't been able to quantify it because his his numbers still look like his numbers. But there is a decided lack of attack. And the the feistiness and the puck protection along the boards doesn't seem to be there. And he's not going at players that often. And where have the spectacular passes gone? That's the big indicator to me. It's generally by this time in the season, there's been half a dozen, maybe more of those, oh my God, type passes from him. 
and they're hard to find. Hmm. And it doesn't appear to be anything like in his wrists or something, because that shot wouldn't be there. Right. And it doesn't look to be anything like in his knees or hips, really, because the skating's kind of there. Mm -hmm. And again, the shot's still there. I don't know what it is. He just looks off to me still. Maybe he hasn't got a software update from Germany yet. He's still running on 2022-23 software. Mm. But let us all thank the NHL for pissing off Connor McDavid by posting on November 25th or 26th who was asking who was going to be the first player to score 50 and McDavid wasn't on the list. Mm. Since then, McDavid has rolled off 18 points in six games. Thank you, NHL. Nothing like spite to get a player going, huh? You know, I, you, you just, thank you, Michael Jordan, for producing that, that now infamous meme, and I took that personally, because, yeah, I get the feeling he kind of took that personally. Was it? You know. I think given his current pace. Go ahead, Cassie. I was just going to say, I'm actually glad that, like, players have, like, gotten rid of the pose of, oh, I don't read things. I don't pay attention to things. I don't like, I haven't heard that any, you know, at this point, it's so refreshing. <laughs> it's like, just either you're lying to yourself or you're lying to everybody else. Right. I mean, what, what they really need to update it to is I finally muted all the notifications from family members on my phone. Mm. So they can't tell me these things that, <laughs> is more believable than what they were lying to us about before. Right. No, Anyways, I was gonna say, gonna say he's on such a hot pace. These last few games, if he were to keep this production up, he would eclipse a thousand points for his career by season's end. Isn't I just, I saw that and I'm like, isn't that silly? You know, and there's still there. Oh, he's, you know, he's overrated. He's not nearly as, you know, guys, shut up, please. <laughs> I, I, I get, you know, I get it. I do. I get it. But take away, take, you know, take your homeboy colored glasses off and he's stupid. Remember when sports was about watching something stupid or incredible for the potential of that happening, and the league just kind of sucked that away. The NHL sucking joy out of its product? Say it isn't true. But thankfully, I mean, McDavid has come to play the last few weeks. The San Jose Sharks have come to play. While all the other teams that are struggling still can't seem to figure that out. I don't know as if the Sharks have come to play as much as they have come to create chaos. It doesn't matter if they win or lose, but the chaos they're creating is fun and spectacular. That game against the Red Wings the other day was... I don't know how to describe it. It, it, it was just a thing. It was 
part train wreck, part like enigma. And it was beautiful. It's what we all hope for in hockey, right? To a certain degree. Is that sort of unbridled chaos? The 80s. Let's just call it what it is. <laughs> right? It was that sort of, you know, no no lead is safe. No, we're not kidding. No lead is safe. <laughs> See, I think that the, like, because what is hockey? Hockey is organized chaos. I mean, the game itself, right? Overly organized. organized. Well, in some cases, it's it organized is a loose term. <laughs> you know, <laughs> kind of depends on who you're talking to and what team it is. And <laughs> look, DJ Smith is ha- he he's having a rough go of it. But no, yeah, organized yeah, chaos. I, yeah, and they they just. Because of the NHL control freak nature wanting to control everything that they feel is important and somehow they don't control the things they should be controlling, Um, you know, they've sucked the joy out of hockey by making it as bland and predictable as they possibly can. And, And I'm here for the teams that are all for like, we you know, saying screw that and uh we're just we're just going to like have fun and we're gonna we're gonna be you know even the, even the teams that are theoretically quote unquote out of the race at this point you know they can be like the biggest disruptors it's and have fun with it and i you know i'm here for those guys <laughs> and their games are a little more fun to watch like yeah. just from a oh something interesting might happen yeah. See, a, a lot of like people in hockey haven't quite grasped still, still the idea that hockey is entertainment. Well, those are the choreographers that are looking for art or what mm-hmm. they deem as art. We need more directors. We, we need more freestyle, <laughs> freestyle poetry hockey. <laughs> Beat poetry hockey. Yeah. Okay. I mean, William Nylander would be the first person to wear the glasses and the hat. Mm. But is he he writing his own material? You you mean he just wouldn't take them off after walking into the arena? He'd wear them on the ice. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Extra eye protection. I mean. Mm, Maybe. Hey, cats and kittens. Willie Styles on the microphone. (laughs) Let's get down to some bebop and have a little free foam hockey rap. Yeah. Sorry, I, I don't know why my Simpsons jazz radio station DJ came in. Mm-hmm. Not not the KBBL guys, but the smooth jazz. <laughs> Springfield. KBBL is going to give me something stupid. <laughs> <laughs> we are talking about hockey after all. And next up, mm-hmm. Bleeding Gums Murphy. And his 35-minute rendition of the National Anthem. Oh, God. I, I, I was watching some old Simpsons episodes, and that was one of them. 
They show the clock. Oh, say can you? I'm asking you if you can see <laughs> by the dawn. That sun's coming up over the horizon. It's bright and it's glad, you know. And I'm sitting laughing going, if you replace all of his utterances of phrases with just the gymnastics that everyone tries to provide, yeah, right. God, you know, as someone who is a band nerd and was required to go to every single home football game and every single home boys basketball game and to start off every single thing with the national anthem and every like, uh, you know, high school assembly, every, I mean, I can't even tell you like how many times I have played on an instrument the Star Spangled Banner. <laughs> and none of them and, took more than like a minute 20, did they? <laughs> no, I mean, we actually like, we actually did an Im- improvised jazz version that went like, you know, 45 seconds in band class one day. <laughs> Even better. <laughs> you know, it, it was fun and it was popping and it was really short. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I, I okay. Now I see it. Now I see what's wrong with with Dry Sidle. Hmm. Connor Brown. Hmm. He, oh, he is trying to get a player who played uh, no hockey last year up to speed, and sometimes your line mates can dictate how you play, even though you're a superstar. Interesting. Weird. Weird. It's like it's a team sport somehow. Well, everybody okay. affects everybody else. Yeah, well, oh boy. Well, do you want to go ahead? No. <laughs> no. I- Live in-game update with 15:28 remaining in the first period. Connor Brown has the Edmonton Oilers on the board. Yeah, you know, I seem to have that curse power, whatever you want to call it, the minute I start deriding a Blair of some nature. I mean, did Mitch Marner finally pay the invoice? Yeah, he did. Um, as did a couple others. So, yeah. Still yeah, not- no, I end up, I end up criticizing guys who, who end up having no spine and don't want to prove me wrong. <laughs> And so they just proved me right. And I'm like, well, there, where's the fun in that? <laughs> You're supposed to be proving me wrong, damn it. <laughs> now, they've decided to, okay, we shouldn't do this live in-game coaches challenge update. <laughs> <laughs> Why? They're, they're taking the fun out of the entertainment out of this. Well, here's the small problem that they're going to have. Uh, Lucius? Lucius? Does that work? Well, they're going to have another small problem. Hmm. He was outside the crease. Yep. Hmm. Is it being reviewed? Yep. Hmm. And actually, uh, 91 for Edmonton prevented him from entering the crease, but the puck wasn't there. No harm, no foul. <laughs> this may be one that my flow chart doesn't handle so well. I, w- I was going to say this, this one's a little tricky, but because See, I, I say that 
I see that they just stopped doing reviews around the goal and letting the uh, the on-ice officials call stand and let the chaos ensue. And Cassie, hmm. I have never agreed with a woman more than I am agreeing with you right now. <laughs> I can't believe that. Your, your wife better not be hearing this. <laughs> your mom better not be hearing this. <laughs> Never said I didn't agree with him. I just your sister, on the other hand, I'm sure that she's already heard it, so never mind. She's heard it multiple <laughs> times. Yes. Yeah. See, that's that's where the flowchart kind of fails. Is there was kind of intent on Kane's part? You know, he was playing. They did wave it off, by the way. Oh, this is this is fascinating podcasting two days after the event happened. But Evander <laughs> Kane did appear to make intentional contact with the goaltender while he was outside of the crease. And that is the mitigating factor in whether they're in the crease or not is intent on the contact. So I hate, I hate with a passion. I hate the whole intent thing. I know either he did it or he didn't. Well, he, it doesn't matter what they intended. hate it oh my god i know you know incidental contact in okay i still made contact right i accidentally did it on purpose you know right who was the king? but enough about the earlier game today uh, no kidding <clears throat> who was the king of the accidental on purpose contact <sighs> there's a couple of them some people i mean today there's others Today's prince was Nick Cousins of the Florida Panthers, um, but oh, there, there were several that were good. I mean, Johan Franzen. Yeah. Oh, I fell. I was even going to say, to some extent, uh, Claude Lemieux. Claude Lemieux was another master of the. But he he intended to do it so many times that you never noticed the subtleties. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I fell over. Oh, I fell over again. I just can't seem to get up. Oh no! It's the um, <laughs> it's the really great athletic, fast player in adult leagues who's not very good, but is faster than everyone. Oh. Who hold like anytime you get close, they hold, they clamp onto your stick, and then they they fall down like my eleven year old. I fell over again. Yeah, I, those those guys always drove me nuts. Because you're like, yeah, I'm way better than you, but I can't catch you. <laughs> Why do you stuff it? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I was too honest of a player to do that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um <laughs> I'm going to bring it up. Go for it. And please cover your ears, children. Or adults. This league is so fucking stupid. I said it. There was a post yesterday from Sound of Hockey. Um, The guys there go to practices and, you know, uh, game day skates and those sorts of things. And one of them, they're credentialed. Um, and so one of them um, posted a picture of 
a mask, a new goaltender mask that was made for one of the cracking goaltenders for reasons. And it had a very indigenous look about it. <laughs> oh, it happened to be that last night was indigenous celebrating the indigenous people of Washington, the tribes of Washington at the Kraken game. Huh? Mm-hmm. Imagine, you know, and so I snarkily retweeted and said, golly, that looks really indigenous. I hope the NHL doesn't throw a hissy fit. And then not long later, Jeff Baker followed up with an article indicating that the NHL had been made aware of it and they were okay with it, provided he wore it for more than that game. Yeah. Dig up stupid. Good. Thank uh, Mark Andre Fleury for that one, huh? Uh, he has to wear it for more than one game. Otherwise, what? Nobody asked the second question. Otherwise, what? What exactly are you prepared to do if he only wears that mask that night? What? What are you going to do? I'll sit and wait. I will Mm -hmm. sit and wait. I will have food delivered to me because I got a Grubhub certificate from work because they were nice to me. They they had (laughs) on-site meetings and I wasn't able to attend. And they said, okay, since you can't attend, you can buy lunch on us. So I will Mm -hmm. sit and wait. I have a very comfortable outside deck. Even in the winter, it's covered. I don't get rained on. I've got really nice chairs. I've got Wi-Fi outside. I'll sit and wait, NHL. Or what? What were you feckless jackass, jackanape idiots going to do? Spineless assholes. That's what they are. God. I'll I'll talk. I'll bluster and and, uh, no follow through. You know, (laughs) it's like parenting, right? Where... If your parents don't follow through with with their threats, you're not going to take them very seriously when they threaten you next time. Well, I'm going to I'm going to ground you for that. Sure you will. <laughs> this was my parents. <laughs> People wonder why I am the way I am. Um, <clears throat> and so, uh, yeah, you know, it's um, why even bother saying anything if you're not going to do anything about it, regardless. Lawyers charged by the word. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I say that out loud? <laughs> I just. I. You know, I'm just. They had reached out to the league beforehand on his, on Grubauer's behalf and were told he'd apparently be fine if the mask was designed for multiple game use and not just one evening. Show me any NHL mask that is designed for one game. They make it sound like it would fall apart if he put it on after the horn completed for that game. 
See, I want to know if they're actually going to have someone tracking that. Oh, uh, gosh, no, I, I know they're not. But, yeah. No, they're not. Because you know what? There's a, there is still a rule on the book about the Jersey Tuck. How many times have you mm-hmm. seen it called? Once. And that was the first year it was in enforced or was on the books. Mm-hmm. I mean pantsless league just absolutely and skirtless too okay not that women can't wear pants but you know just kiltless kiltless league <laughs> there we go uh, yeah I think the only reason anything even still works at this point is purely out of habit Hell, I'm not. <laughs> and, and I'm not saying it works well. I'm just saying that anything works at all. <laughs> it might be out of spite. <laughs> Maybe. Did you make contact with the goalie on purpose? Yeah, Evander Kane did. So. Um, Is he going to say no to that? <laughs> well, of course he's going to say no to that. <laughs> He quit of an organ. He's going to look up in the sky. He's going to point with his glove on and say, how can you say I did that on purpose when I did that on purpose? Mm-hmm. Oh, Dustin Brown and, is also really good at the accidentally on purpose, too. He did it everywhere, though, not just in the goaltenders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when he wanted to make contact, he made contact. Mm-hmm. I just don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know whether I'm high or I'm low. I don't know. Well, I know I'm not high. So do you want to talk about the other um, cracking mask um, debate? Well. Actually, I I shouldn't say uh, the only mask debate. There should be. my, My fake outrage, and I will call it that, I was I was being largely sarcastic. Um, I love it. Drama queen. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) I know. I'm not afraid to admit it. (laughs) I'm the youngest. Full hockey, no drama. Mm -hmm. All drama, no. Until you watch the thing. (laughs) I'm the youngest of five, Cassie. I know how to drama queen when I want to. (laughs) I mean, so am I, but I choose not to. (laughs) Hey, I got. The youngest of five. (laughs) I got no problem reveling in it. Um, I, I understand. I, it's a cool mask, by the way. It's a very cool mask. The rookie cards for the three OGs, and I can't call them OGs because they weren't original Seattle Mariners, but the three big ones in the early mid nineties, followed by modern Mariners today. I'm totally down with, um, I still think think there would have been a great inside joke if he had hidden a Ken Phelps card. Ken Phelps rookie card somewhere on there. Apparently he didn't talk to the right people. No, and this is why they need to consult me. Because... Okay. 
it didn't have to be prominent. You know, he hides um, the ASU mascot on his mask, although it really wasn't hidden this time. So, you know, he always has a place for Sparky, I think, on his mask. All you need to do is come talk to me, and I would say, you know what? Somewhere else you should hide a Ken Phelps Mariners rookie card. Okay, I'm going to consult you now. Actually, I'll consult you both as the non... I have no connections to the Mariners whatsoever. But I feel like for each goalie, it's a missed opportunity. For their pads, they're just doing brown, let's pretend to wear old stuff. It'll look okay. What I think Joey Decord should have done instead... Starting lineups of baseball cards on each leg pad. He should have talked to Dan Wilson. <laughs> he should have collaborated with Dan Wilson. Dan Wilson was was catcher for the Mariners for a long time, but he also played goalie in high school hockey. Should have talked to Dan Wilson. Should be a collaboration. That's what it should have been. So he can put the big guys up on the helmet. But wouldn't it be fun just to push them like niche only long suffering Mariners fans would recognize these names on his leg pads? Norm Charlton. Maybe it should just be all catchers. <gasps> oh, Dave Valley. Dave Valley. Yeah, they used to have Dave Valley drink night in some bars down in Pioneer Square. Um, well drinks, well drinks were whatever his batting average was. Cause the dude hit oh, the God. dude. What was the, what was that bar in Seattle? J and M. Well, uh, that, what was that bar in Seattle? Cassie, please. <laughs> <laughs> Pioneer stop, Square. Stop, the one stop, that, stop. Uh, we're going to reset the counter. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you guys, I, I think you saved yourself because Foiled. you, you were naming a landmark, not a. It was a landmark. Foiled. Geometric. Oh, I'm gonna remember. Okay, never mind. I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you because the dude hit, but like, dude hit below the Mendoza line constantly. So you'd constantly wake up, you know, like on a Friday morning, see what his batting average was, and knew if you were gonna have a fun night down in the square or not. Well, Ooh. drinks are gonna be a buck eighty-two tonight. Let's go. <laughs> He went over three last night. Yes. <laughs> and I am going to take another L here. Uh-oh. Phelps was born in Seattle, but it was drafted and played for the Royals first. <gasps> oh, how could you forget that small minuscule details? I'm a maroon. Mm. What a maroon. Um, Jamie Moyer on his leg pads. Jamie Moyer. Or Tino Martinez. You know, Tino. I I thought I like yeah. that. Yeah, or or uh <gasps> I, 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 I'm Bobby Ayella. <laughs> I 
I, I walk base loaded and then give up a homer. We used to sing that actually when he would come in. I, 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 I am Bobby Ayala. I walk the base loaded and give up a homer and we're down by four. I, 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 I am Bobby Ayala. The king. I remember hearing people singing that part, but not the rest of it. <laughs> The uh, the Kingdom was such an awful stadium, but it was such an awesome stadium because the bullpens were along the third and first baseline, and you were just sitting right there with them. So yeah, you'd, you'd see Bobby yeah. Iola stand up and start getting warmed up, and then everyone ah yeah 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 <laughs> ah that was back when I cared about um, baseball. <laughs> Uh, the kingdom. <laughs> I have one name I want to see on these pads now after doing 10 seconds of research. First Major League Baseball game played was with the Mariners. As a kid, I went to lots of minor league baseball, so I saw this guy quite a bit. Archimedes Pozo. <gasps> one game played with the Seattle Mariners. But that name is just fantastic. It is. <laughs> you split it between the two pads. So when he goes down, and because yeah. in the butterfly, <laughs> they sort of make kind of a triangle. <laughs> he went on to play a little bit at age 22 and 23 with some team in the AL East with color in their name but no he played a game first mlb game for the seattle mariners he should go on someone's helmet someone's pad. seriously deep cut right there <laughs> 1995 mariners too mm. <laughs> uh, i was sitting here trying to think of like Mariners players from the 80s, and I can't come up with any, and I went to a bunch of games in the 80s. Well, Alvin so. Davis. Alvin Davis, yeah, there's a good one. <laughs> can't ever. Yeah. Roy Thomas. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I would have been, you know what? I would have been okay with the rookie, Randy Johnson, the Expos being on there somewhere. See, the obvious should be that the lake pads should have the kingdom on it. Exploding the kingdom, or excuse me, imploding. Imploding the kingdom. Imploding the kid, which I have to say to everybody whenever this comes up, is that they spent literally three or four months making sure that when they set off the charges to implode the kingdom, that it wouldn't cause an earthquake because the kingdom and now where what Lumen Field currently sits, because it's the same footprint, is where the Seattle Fault directly goes under. Oh. And so that's why there's an earthquake sensor underneath Lumen Field for it to catch all of the vibrations from people yelling and screaming and, you know, pounding their feet and such. That's why you get like the earth, quote unquote earthquake readings. But they spent 
three or four months, geologists trying to determine that if they imploded the kingdom, would it set off an earthquake? And would it be a major earthquake? Because they just didn't know. Because you could get like a 7.0 off of that thing, at least. Mm. <laughs> Downtown Seattle. So, so yeah, that's, that's what I remember about the implosion of the kingdom. <laughs> and of course they did it and nothing happened and everything was fine, but... And if I remember correctly, they spent as much money on the demolition and cleanup as they did on the original project. <laughs> right. And then they they, uh, um, uh, they recycled the concrete and there was a lot from the kingdom into the current football yeah, stadium. We better stop. We're, gonna, we're getting close to resetting the counter, Cassie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, You're safe yeah, for now. Hashtag for now. Um Nah, give it up to him. It's, it's a beauty mask. Fake outrage aside. Um, just so long as nobody comes up with the inverted trident, I think they'll be okay. So what needs to happen in future years is the Washington Capitals need to have a game at Camden Park only so someone can put the Billy Ripken baseball card on their mask. <laughs> Oh, you are. Wouldn't that be one of the flyers? You are swinging <laughs> for the fences on that one, aren't you? <laughs> Charlie Lindgren, we'll talk. Yeah. Oh, I think this Chili's ad with the boys to men is going to start getting annoying too. No matter how good they are as singers. Um, you hinted at the Larkin event in Saturday's game. Oh, yeah, that outrageous whatever you want to call that event. <laughs> um, and the frightening overreaction, absurd. Neanderthalic reaction yeah. to it. Frightening and then absurd, almost in the span of like three seconds. It's pretty clear to me the second hit to the chin knocked him out. That's mm -hmm. why he was completely zonked on the ice because he, I mean, that looked like a prize fighter punch. Um, but last job? No, I don't think with Larkin. No. I, it, mm. it was. It was. It you know the, the perfect spot. Mm. hand was still on mm -hmm. stick so you still had that the what am I looking for here you know he was still gripping his stick at the butt end so you had that a little more immovability in the fist the collapse mm -hmm. zone had been reduced and David Perron you unbridled idiot you went after, you had two guys you could have gone after. You literally missed both guys and went for a third completely innocent bystander. <laughs> just, just, wow. Got what he deserved, no problem with that. I was real squishy on the whole thing. 
the pretty good shot to the back of the head by Oliver, you know. And yeah, you know, you could call the second hit kind of a incidental accident. But that was not cool to see. It was good to hear this morning that, I mean, everything sounds okay with Larkin. I mean, any shots to the head or face from personal experience in the moment, you're fine. The next day is hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't even think in the moment he was fine. So we're not going to see him for a little bit, but. Yeah, that just kind of reminded me a little bit of the uh, Paul Korea, Scott Stevens, when it was clear Korea mm. was out. And then there was that just because <gasps> you could see you could see yeah. a graphic spell onto his mask. That just kind of reminded me of that the way the way Larkin was inert. And if that play were to happen today, Korea, after regaining consciousness, because that's what happened, Mm -hmm. he could have probably passed any test a medical staff would have provided. But it's always the next day. It's always after the adrenaline has fully worn off, you know, preserving what's there in your body before you really see the effects. Well, you know, so. and too many times, you know, they get in the old in the old days of the term, you know, they get their bell rung and, you know, they go sort of sit down for a minute and then hit a smelling salts and they think they've got the cobwebs out of their head and they're ready to go play again because that adrenaline. So. Yeah, I mean, you start to feel it, though, it, it, the, the day after is the worst, but you start to feel it when you like leave the arena leave the ring mm-hmm. and you're like, Oh, I probably shouldn't have played the rest of that game. Should I, you know, oh, but uh, it'll be fine. <laughs> I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I took a puck that hit me under the eye. I drove myself home and then realized, no, I need someone else to take me to the ER now <laughs> because I was a stupid 20 year old. Mm-hmm. Isn't, that, isn't that the definition of being a 20 year old though is being stupid. <laughs> yeah. But as a less stupid, not 20-year-old now, it's just mm. I was I was glad to see Larkin stay out of the game, but I always have those weird moments where you see a player, for lack of a better term, get his bell rung, because everyone can picture that. And then return to the game, and there's outrage on some side. There's some like good for him. It's just like No, I'm there's no good answer. I will freely admit that I used to be a uh, oh good for him, you know, type guy a while ago. But I've come to the point now it's like when I see that kind of stuff I'm like I don't want to see you anywhere near a rink for a while. Yeah, mm-hmm. I always it, but I always think to myself at the same time those big flashy scary hits aren't always no. the ones that hurt you the most. No. It it it's always the um some effect of smaller things, innocent looking things that really get you. It's, it's cuz you can't, so I, I I mean when you're watching it you can't see those, right? 
it's like <laughs> I played basketball in high school. I had a coach that was like, okay, so so when you're right up next to them, just like shove your elbow into their diaphragm <laughs> kind of stuff, <Yeah. laughs> which I never really did because I was just like, dude, no, that's wrong. But um, but you know, it's it's those kinds of plays that always like are the ones that people you can't see, but those are the ones that you're the players are feeling the most. It's like, you just have your elbow just right as you're like hitting them. And it looks like a totally clean hit, but your elbow's right underneath like their shoulder pads and getting right in that gap between the shoulder pads and their like hockey pants, you know, those kinds of things. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Speaking of gaps, Patrick, what are your thoughts on the reverse VH? <laughs> I would like everyone to start conducting a little observation test for me, please. How many goals are you starting to see scored on the reverse VH versus the olden days when it was the locked solid standardized play? Now you're starting to see if I have a second and you're in the reverse VH, you're toast. As a goaltender. Or in this particular case, you don't seal the post correctly. You find these little holes. I'm waiting for them to stop teaching it because had he gone over there in a, in a more traditional sort of, not even traditional, in the more sort of uh, Martin Brodeur hybrid where Marty didn't do the reverse VH, he kind of did the padlock where he would lock that pad against the post and then drop the other one down. So it was almost like just a VH instead of a reverse VH, I guess. Um, Those kind of goals don't go in. But I have seen too many goals where goaltenders are in the reverse VH staring down a shooter, and the shooter's like, okay. And they just rip it by their ear because that's where it's open. Oh, by the way, live in-game update. Uh, Derek Ryan for the Oilers just yep. did this. Spokane native mm. Derek Ryan. I'm going to push that counter. I'm going to push the threat of that counter reset like no one's business. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Nope, Ooh, doesn't. No, it doesn't. Nope, the eraser is staying in the holster. I know. Trust me, I know, but I doesn't mean I'm not going to tiptoe around it. I would be like Homer Simpson when he had the dream and he was flicking through the field. So New Jersey is one of many teams who continues to quote unquote need a save or a goalie. Mm -hmm. Is that really on the goalie in a man to man defensive scheme where those little gaps open up and he has to cover Post to post. Two different options because there was another player in the high slot who could have gotten the puck. Uh, That's technique. So something he has been taught. But Hmm. presumably by a a position that, you know, you have tenure, at least if you work in Edmonton. Um. Swear to God that. Because let's be honest, they're not getting a bunch of shutouts. Nude photos of Daryl Cates or something. (laughs) (laughs) God. 
once again, we are we are in a we don't know how to we don't know what to do with goaltending, but goaltending is always the problem situation in this that's league. Because that, that's because no one pays attention to the defense. Otherwise, it would be the defense that's the problem, and they'd be right more often. <laughs> goalies are easy to blame because people see goalies do things, but nobody pays attention to the defense. And East Coast. Non-Canadian teams, it's what I hear about the most. They just need to get a goalie. They need to get somebody in. Well, what's that going to change? I would, Nothing. Uh, or very little anyway. Exactly. I, I, I would I kind of step back a little further from that. Where the hell are you going to find one? You right. think anybody that has mm-hmm. one is going to be like, no, you can have, I've got spares. I'm loaded with them. Here, take one of mine. Your God, they're all interchangeable anyway, so it's fine. Heaven, let's bring in this guy who used to be really good and put him with our with our coach. Oh no, he's not good. Okay. So what we're really saying is the Montreal defense was just good enough where Carey Price could do certain things, but they weren't championship quality. He. He was athletic enough and sound enough technically, but aggressive enough to to not fundamentally rely on technique always. That makes sense. He had instinct and athleticism to be able to outperform. Mm-hmm. His defense to complement <laughs> what he had going beyond so technique outper- outperformance because <laughs> yes, I, yes, I like that. I like that phrase. It's it's perfect. <laughs> so um, Andre Vasilevsky is viewed by some as the best goalie in the game. Um, noting that he is coming back from injury and surgery, he doesn't look like the best. Uh, goalie in the game at the moment that's because is that because of him or the um defense how do i want to phrase this the generic store brand roster in front of him he currently physically can't outperform his defense Mm -hmm. and in years past he never had to outperform his defense he did but but not throughout a season. He had to do it like uh, in in spot. There would be phases. Yes, it's cyclic. Everything is cyclic. So yes, mm-hmm. there were there were cycles where he would have to outperform his defense because for whatever reason, a couple of them were injured or they weren't playing well. Everyone goes through cycles. I mean, come on. Nobody's per Gretzky wasn't Gretzky every game. Let's just let it go and understand it's a marathon. Not a God. I'm going to say it. Just stop me now. <laughs> stop. Just stop. <sighs> <laughs> so $144 is too much for a team issued hoodie. Yeah. You really are hanging on to that. SOB but would it help dry sidle? <laughs> I've been given this is the third or fourth offer he has made, and I just like no, no, because it's like a forty dollars sweatshirt. It has a Fanatics logo, so I'm just like no. 
It's even less than that then. But it's yeah. team issued, so it's like the Fanatics logo was just slapped on at the end. And it's so not their um, no. <laughs> consumer. Yeah. No, because I've actually gotten some locker room stuff back when Reebok was doing things, and it was nicer than anything you yeah. could buy in stores. Mm. It really was. The uh, they they like to tout, you know, it's what the what the pros wear on some of that stuff. And I know for a fact, Cassie, they aren't using the same people. <laughs> The logos may be the same. They may screen print a Fanatics logo on it, but the teams are generally sourcing their locker room stuff on their own, except for Mm -hmm. like the shirts they know they're going to destroy, like the ratty, you know, pit out workout shirts. They don't care, Mm -hmm. right? It's just something to wear and sweat in, and eventually it's going to start falling apart anyway. But as far as like, you know, the post-workout stuff, no, that's a, that's a separate, you know, oh, it's Fanatics branded. Like private label. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, no. Speaking of Fanatics, um, the CEO has agreed to sit down to a chit chat with the person that runs the fanatic sucks account on Twitter. If you don't know fanatic sucks on Twitter, have fun. (laughs) It literally just aggregate, you know, it just basically reposts everyone's, everyone's complaints. And it's, you know, about their curious business practices of charging people mm-hmm. for returns on on um, defective or incorrect orders. You know, the, the old policy, which I don't think many people still do today, but, oh, we can't issue you money back. It's either, you know, it's either store credit or you get a new one of the same thing. But what I had was incorrect. Yeah, well, you know, can't help you there. <laughs> Um, I just thought that was curious that he th- actually stepped up and said okay <laughs> to it because apparently he got and what will nothing. come of it? No, nothing doesn't matter because he apparently the the guy, the CEO or whatever the guy running it was on the Bill Simmons podcast and got lit up by people, and I think that was the first sort of unfettered view of what people think of his company <laughs> that he's had. So yeah, I I know it's a PR blitz, right? There's there's this is one of those unwinnable situations for anyone that goes complaining. It's like, you know, oh you know, we are striving to do this. You know, we'll certainly take you know there's no promises. There's no guarantees you're not owed anything. He can sit there mm-hmm. and say whatever he wants. You know. It's not it's not gonna hurt him because he's sitting there taking the criticism. He's gonna look like, you know, oh, I'm listening to the customers. So Are yep. you though? it is what it is. Because he's not gonna lose money either yeah. way. Cause the people that give him the money aren't gonna actually do anything about it. 
NHL is not going to stop using them. NFL is not going to stop using them. Major League Baseball is not going to stop using them. Well, NHL does tend to uh, buy into things that go bankrupt later, and so they might be forced not to. Are you saying that if NHL signs a deal with someone, you can pretty much write that business off in a few years? (laughs) Reebok hockey. So you're saying that they're geniuses in picking Nike out, hockey. You're, you're saying they're geniuses at picking out the uh, the uh, companies that are struggling. Is that, is that what you're saying? Oh yeah. So they take advantage of it in their deals, and then they you know uh, buy stock in their competitors. <laughs> clearly, I just love the idea. Um, <laughs> I just love the idea of. I don't think they're that Batman smart. and Daly sitting there doing you know cost evaluations and profit evaluations and long-term business forecasts and going, well, this company's clearly on its way down. Let's get a deal with them and really ram it home. I mean, they do overthink things to that degree. Well, clearly they banned, you know, they, they banned indigenous hockey night themed helmets for goaltenders. Mm-hmm. And now could they just go ahead and ban more face-offs from games? Oh, come on, Pat. Give the linesmen their due. It's not about the linesmen. It's the job the linesmen are asked to perform. Arbitrary and capricious determination of when they should drop a puck? Yes. And where? Oh, they've, where? They've, they've quantified the where. They... Oh, I miss I miss the days of imaginary <laughs> lines where you could put the puck anywhere on said lines because that was actually fun. Uh, I miss the days um, of them holding the face off, you know, like five feet from in or five feet above the the face off circle in the offensive zone because that's where the that's where the player mm-hmm. shot the puck out, last touched it. Oh, I do miss those days. They were they fun, were, you know. Iceoff can be your face. Iceoff, faceoff can be just about anywhere on the ice. Have fun. <laughs> then always having to answer to people. Why? Why is the faceoff there? Oh, it's uh, you know, uh, it's where they determined the puck was last touch when it went up. Really? Because the guy was like five feet back from there. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> just <laughs> you guys, not watch just, football line of scrimmage. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> oh well, no. See, football has the ultimate problem of putting out garbage entertainment product, but they have the news cycle wrapped around their little finger for a few more years. Let's... And then they'll be in trouble. Mm. NFL in trouble? Shocking. Uh... <laughs> <clears throat> but no, I've turned off too many games lately, just too many whistles early on, too many face-offs. And it's just like, Team A commits an infraction that causes the play to bl- be blown dead. Why doesn't Team B just get possession I've, and allowed to continue I've, immediately? I've always said there there should be play the advantage type stuff. Kind of along those lines. I mean, I think I'm ready to get back on my uh, BS of let's make hockey more like lacrosse. Or basketball. <laughs> See, the puck went out here, so we're just going to drop the puck right where it went out on the side. No face-off. Here you go. 
the puck gets put on the dot just outside the the uh, offensive zone, but there is no offside to enter the play. Just go. Make it like a rugby scrum. All five teams have to line up against each other. And they're like forcing, you know, <laughs> position. And then an official just throws the puck down in between the two of them somewhere. Maybe we can start by just starting with the puck on the ice. No, I think it's more fun if they stand at the end and just sort of chuck it in like the rugby officials do. You know, they lock, you know, the two guys, you know, sort of locked against each other, you know. Ah, so they stand, they stand at their little, um, it's not even a half circle, yeah. But where the penalty penalty box doors then, are, and they just slide engage, the puck in. The two sides lock, and then you know an official just chucks the puck in, and whomever gets it gets it. Man, could you see the face off stats at that point? Who won? Who lost? <laughs> would those even be count? If they would be possession. They wouldn't be face off. I I just want to see the selkie the selkie award people like freak out. You know. When somebody like Luke Hughes is leading the league and in, in faceoff wins, because he's been part of all these scrums, right? And he just ends up, you know, you know, he comes out, you know, thirty percent of the time because that's about what the average would probably be. Well, do how do we wait? Wait a minute, we can't just give it to the person that leads the league in faceoff percentage because it's a defenseman. <laughs> yeah, chaos. <laughs> Why does the center have to take the face off? The other players aren't good at it because you don't let them do it. You don't teach them or practice having other players take these draws. Who is the defender that used to do it? Kind of a name player, and somebody's yelling it at me right now. There used to be a defenseman uh, that was really good at taking face offs so that when like the center got waved out, generally it's like one of the wingers would come in. And it wasn't, it, they'd put in the defense. Oh, God. Ah, it's gonna, somebody yell at me wherever, Blue Sky, Twitter, whatever. Um, let us all take a moment, and this will be my closing thought of the day, to stand up and applaud the Champions Hockey League for instituting chaotic penalty assessments. Not seven. Rules. You serve the full two minutes. Regardless of how many goals are scored, you serve the full two minutes. And more importantly, ladies and gentlemen, if they score a shorthanded goal, the penalty is over. That's just beautiful. That's purely beautiful. The third one I'm kind of ambivalent about. On a delayed penalty, if the team scores, you still have to serve the penalty. Yeah, okay, could take it or leave it. But serving the full two, unless you score shorthanded, then the penalty is over. Gimme, 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 gimme. All day long. All day long. Gimme, 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 gimme. Except on majors, gimme, gimme, gimme. Oh, it's beautiful. It's been beautiful to watch. Now, you know what would be fun? Someone takes a penalty, they're out of all game. <laughs> How many people 
people would would we have left on benches at the end of the game? <laughs> Goalies Probably too. Probably as <laughs> you take a penalty, you're done for the game. I mean, we they tried to get to that point in that Red Wings game the other day. Everyone else on the ice gets a ten minute misconduct. <laughs> Or every other player on the ice. I know, I love that. Every that was other great. Player on the ice gets a ten-minute misconduct. So praise be to that official. That was beautiful, <laughs> and that that was probably one of the funniest bench shots that I'd seen in a long time. Because you're like, okay, why are the benches? You know, you if you didn't know it was coming, you just sort of sit there and look, and you'd see like the the penalty boxes only had a couple players in them. And then you'd look across mm-hmm. at the bench and they were like half empty. And you'd sit there and go, where the hell is everyone else? <laughs> Normally, if the boxes are full, you'd expect to see, you know, the bench a little a little thinned out. But there's only two guys. In the- where the hell is everyone else? They all had, uh, they all had potty they breaks. <laughs> <laughs> they were tired. They yeah. had to go lie down for a bit. <laughs> I would uh, thank you both for keeping the 05 and two Seattle Kraken out of my sights today. So what'd you have to bring him up for, huh? Like I said, I am, I am (laughs) going to tiptoe that line of the eraser on the magic board of number of podcasts without mentioning Seattle geographical Pacific Northwest geographical conversations. Without mentioning conversations. So geology doesn't count? The man at the eraser says it does not, and I'm just going to sit here and continue to tiptoe it. Mm -hmm. Just because living on the edge is a lot more fun. Oh, here goes an own goal. Oh, almost. Um, It's been a few years since we've seen one of those. I think uh, Jordan Stahl has the last one. Uh, I kind of would love to see one. I'd kind of love to see it against, or I'd love to see the Kraken be the ones to have the next one. Have I told you guys how much I can't stand Dave Haxtell? No, really? Yeah, and I know I said he'd be just fine. He'd be vanilla. He'd probably be okay. No, no. I will uh I will fully walk that one back and take the crow and humble pie and egg on face, whatever. Yeah. Hmm. I know, right? <clears throat> Prime example. So how much ice time are these new call ups getting these well, days? As long as their name's not Shane Wright, they're getting, you know, average ice time. Average. Okay. Just curious. Or if you're Riker Evans and you're actually, you know, replacing a player. Yeah. A good defenseman who hasn't been coached by a Hackstall? Hmm. This price is game playing time. Well, it's, you know, he's looking at his defense and going, we need help. And yet not looking at his offense and saying he needs, anyway. Another team whose certain segments of a fan base are like, we just need a goalie, and be like, go. nope. Yeah, that's go cool. right back to start. Do not collect go. Or do not go past go. Do not collect your $200. Just waiting. 
Just avoid Atlantic City all the way around. And boardwalk. And boardwalk. So I, I, I think your Connor Brown suspicion for Leon Dreisaitl is still... It's a very good theory because he didn't make anything spectacular, but he just threw a pass to McDavid and, and tight coverage. And mm-hmm. let's just say Dave Haxall would find a way to remove that from one of their games. This has been the 3B3 Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at 3B3 Podcast. We're available for NHL consulting at reasonable fees.